Hello, everyone. I'm just back from getting the recording started, and I'm just happy to be back with our teleseminars. Uh, I'm excited about our topic today, but first, there's a lot of new people who have joined us, and so I just want to review um, how we work together here in our hour together. Uh, I modeled this teleseminar, teleseminar uh, that I started three years ago kind of on the political, the states, in, here in the states, the political way in which politicians uh, come to their community and they hold a town hall forum where they, they share some of their ideas and the people uh, in the community can also ask questions and share their thoughts. So that's what I was hoping for us with our teleseminar. I could share a bit on a topic and then we could have uh, what uh, hear from other people in terms of questions or what what you'd like to share about uh, the topic or about the principles in general. We're going to be focused on the three principles and Sydney Banks' teachings this hour. Um, now, uh, I will talk for a while and then um, ask if people wanted to share something or ask a question. To do that... Um, you press star two on your telephone. People who are here on the internet, um, I'm not sure how we would, we've not been able to work out how we can hear about, hear from you, but I just welcome that you're here. Um, second uh, point I just want to share with everyone is that there is a recording made um, and you will receive a recording a few days after uh, today. Uh, and again, um, the link for the recording will also send you to uh, where you can listen to other teleseminars. There's been almost three years of teleseminars. We now have them on uh, iTunes and we have them on SoundCloud as well as my website. But all of that will be, all that information will be given to you. Well, okay, well, this is great uh, to be with all of you again and really um, hear from some, have some new people with us. So we have quite a number of people, and I would love to hear from you as we get toward the end of what I want to share. Uh, today, I, I wanted to share with you uh, um, what Sidney Banks has been sharing with us uh, since I, I met him in 1983. And that is we live in a level of consciousness. So I'm going to talk about that with you. Because uh, if you looked at any of his um, uh, seminars that are out on, um, on video, Long Beach lectures or Hawaii lectures, for example, he will always talk about levels of consciousness. And when we met with him individually or in small groups or went to his uh, in-person seminars, he would also talk about levels of consciousness. So I want to share this with you because it really, it really is a fact of our spiritual functioning. Um, so what does it all mean? Uh, again, if we look at consciousness and the way Sid shares it with us, consciousness just brings to us the awareness of what we have created through thought. And... Um, and, uh, you know, there are various levels of, of our thinking, including the uh, um, awakening of, of knowledge we aren't even aware of 
that gives us um, uh, more information about the nature of life and our own true nature. Uh, we kind of call that insights or um, realizations. Um, and um, what that means is is that uh, we can have an understanding, a level of an awareness, consciousness is awareness, mm-hmm. or understanding of more knowledge than we are we understand now about the nature of life or our own true true nature and um and so I want to speak first about that and then talk about what does this understanding provide for our own living with other people in relationship and how it leads to more acceptance of of ourselves being living at any level of of consciousness. So Sip talked about levels of consciousness as levels of understanding of our true nature, of the knowledge that we are born with. But what we forget as we live in uh, our lives, uh, become more in the human condition and start to get conditioned into the thinking that we're brought up in. But uh, he talks about how there's always the availability of this knowledge. It comes to us, of course, through thought in terms of an insight, and we become aware of it through consciousness. Now, when I first heard the the potential that uh, I could understand um, the nature of life, my true nature, my psychology, Beyond the level I was living at that moment, oh my God, it really gave me, I mean, I was just in awe of that. I didn't know that before. You know, I thought I just had to get uh, my own level better. I didn't know I could actually transcend the way I, my of some of my beliefs and my conditioning um, and really live in a level that is... Uh, with more understanding. Um, And so the first night I heard that, not only was I in awe of that, but I also had hope. And I had hope that, again, like I mentioned, I can live beyond my belief system. I could live beyond uh, the kind of person I am or I was at the time. I can move more toward the true nature and live more as I was uh, my true purpose here uh, uh, in life. Now, my work being more in the mental health field, I also saw uh, as I continued to use it in my work in the early days, I, I had the insight, another level of understanding that no one had a personality. Because I, I did some work in addictions. I ran a program for a medical center. And I started, people started to talk about those days and addictive personality. And when I re- realized what Sid was saying about levels of consciousness, what I realized is anyone can live beyond uh, the thinking that has them addicted. They can live beyond the beliefs that leads them to use something or do something in in an addictive way. And that there really wasn't any true personality because at the moment you have um, an insight, a realization of this knowledge you're already born with, this spiritual knowledge of our true nature, the true nature of life, 
true nature of how he functions psychologically, you're living in a different world. You're seeing a different world, one with more um, self-acceptance, one with more uh, love and understanding, peace of mind and well-being, and more understanding of life itself. And um, that gave me hope then that any of my clients, including myself, could live with more understanding and transcend, you see, uh, the belief system I was in or the so-called personality I thought I was or my clients thought they they were. So a great deal of hope started to uh, be part of uh, how I worked with people. Uh, Talking from the feeling of hope for them to find a level of understanding that would allow them to transcend the the level at which they were living then. And I think this is a big deal. It was for me, and and it continues to be for people that I mentor and coach now to see that they are more than they think they are. We are much more than what we think we are. So that was the first thing. For me, in the beginnings when Sid would talk about levels of consciousness, is that I got very hopeful that um, that we can transcend our conditioned belief system and live uh, live closer to the way we wanted to live, happy and in well-being, getting along with others. The other thing uh, about levels of consciousness, again, really, I mean, really. Uh, struck me with awe is that Sid said that there's no end to uh, levels of consciousness, meaning that there's no end to the knowledge you can find about uh, what you truly are. In terms of the principles, there's no end to your understanding of the principles. And I again, I think that's really... Um, I don't know, a beautiful thing because there's always more to see. I'm kind of um, thankful for what I've seen um, and look forward to my next learning, my the next level of understanding that I come to. And I think that's a beautiful way to live. Um, it, it it's living in the absence of uh, of um, the absence of being self-critical because you're not at the level you think you should be, you know. I think that's the other factor of levels of consciousness that Sid really helped us with in that we can't help but live in various levels of consciousness because thought is always changing. And again, consciousness is just the awareness of thought. So we gain an insight, a new thought, uh, we gain some knowledge through thought about our true nature, um, but we can't live there. Uh, there's no way we can control a level of consciousness. So, um, so we live at different levels of consciousness. Uh, sometimes at the level of this at this new level, and sometimes uh, closer to our our old habits. And it's not about. Um, thinking we should be at a better level of consciousness or there's something wrong with us because we lost that level of consciousness, that isn't the way to live with this understanding. It's just that uh, you begin to live uh, knowing 
that you have seen something beyond your usual way of, of thinking about life and that that will come back to you. Uh, and you just live more in uh, being in the human condition, which means you're going to be at different levels of consciousness. For example, um, at one of Sid's seminars, I don't know now, maybe 15 years ago or so, he was talking really at a very high level, and I don't know, all of a sudden I had this realization that there was truly nothing in life to fear, even death. I really just rose to that level of consciousness. And in that moment of, of seeing that, this is like my words for the feeling of that, um, I was completely at peace and I knew I could just go about life without any worries, concerns, or fear. Now, um, I don't live there. I don't. I am still in the human condition, uh, uh, so I get concerned at times or, or worried. However, I know that this level of consciousness exists in me. I know that knowledge that I had uh, at that moment of listening to sit exists in me. I know it's there, and I just keep an eye out for it. So that's how I've kind of learned to to live with within the fact that we will live within various levels of consciousness. Now I really uh, want you to see that that you want to look at life in terms of levels of consciousness. Um, th- I think there's a lot of thinking out there that levels don't exist, but they do, and. Uh, you know, you, you just have to see for yourself that whenever you realize something about these principles, at that moment, you are living in a different world for yourself. Maybe you were more peaceful, or maybe you saw how to get along with someone you care about in a better way. So that's, how that, that's another level of consciousness. And the way to live with the fact that we have various levels of consciousness is to live being grateful for what you've seen. If you could just live being grateful for what you've been able to realize, the levels of consciousness you have found, everything will be okay. Everything will fall into place. It's only when we start to um, think about it personally that we get ourselves in a little trouble. Like, you know, we find ourselves still getting bothered and we had had a realization or um, we we found the level of consciousness where we were living with understanding for someone and we weren't bothered. And, um, and um, uh, but we're not there now and so we're critical of ourselves for not being there. Well, that's not how to live in a level of consciousness because... Um, you can't control that. So you're just grateful for what you've seen and you just kind of keep an eye on it. You know, you know, you know the truth of the matter. Even though you may drop in your level of consciousness, you have some sense that, well, you know what? I'm not really calling it quite the way uh, that's really uh, truthful. Now, this helps a lot in life because you see, if you look at life and 
and the, the people and all living things around you, everybody's living at a level of consciousness. Everybody's living at a level of, uh, of what thought, uh, how they think life is put together, how to go about life. Some people are really captured by their belief systems and are living at that level. And other people have had uh, the opportunity to hear something that has moved them with, to live in more understanding. They've caught on to something of this spiritual knowledge that is within us. But when you look out into your life, in your life with other people, you, what helps with levels of consciousness is to see that people are operating from their particular level. And they can't do anything else but what they're living in. You could see it for yourself. You know, um, you can't live any better or anything more than the thinking you're in right in the moment, that level of consciousness. So uh, when people act toward you in certain ways, you want to begin to see that it's really a level of consciousness that they're talking from. You really want to see something beyond the way they are with you or the words they're using, the way they are, and begin to help yourself see it's coming from the level of consciousness they're living in. And if you have that understanding, that understanding takes care of you in relationship to other people. And that actually allows you to live in a world with a lot more, a, a lot more different people than you're accustomed to. Because if you have understanding that people are just living in their level of consciousness, you can, you can be with people at various levels of consciousness. And so uh, that so the le- level idea of levels of consciousness is really helpful in our living with other people because it helps us see that, again, you know, everyone is operating the same. Everyone, we are all the same because we are all these principles. And we can do nothing other than live at the level of consciousness we are in in the moment. Now, the beauty of understanding this is that you know that sometime in the future you may gain an insight that will bring you to another level of consciousness that gives you more understanding about life and about your true nature. And that's what Sidney Banks' teachings were all about was to help people rise in their level of consciousness so that the world and humanity are living in more uh, of a higher level, you might call it, of understanding of life. You see, the way you know you have had a rise in your level of understanding is that you get a feeling that moves you more toward love and understanding. It must always, as it says, uh, a rise in a level of consciousness must always bring us to a more uh, love and understanding place. People might call it happiness or well-being or gratefulness or people a lot of times will call it, oh, I've come home, uh, I've come to peace, I have understanding, more understanding. 
for myself and the people around us. So uh, as you look at gaining more insight and realizations to into your spiritual knowledge as that arrives in your in through thought in your consciousness and your conscious you have a higher level of understanding it should always move you to a more positive feeling so there's always hope that Wherever you see now, you can evolve to another level of understanding. And you can live in that, you know, and you can begin to learn about life through your experiences at various levels of consciousness. If you could just take, let's say, you living at a little lower level of consciousness where you're bothered or you're... um, in a low mood, you know, or you have some fear. And as your consciousness rises, you see it for what it is, that it's it's uh, created through thought. You can learn. And as you learn, your uh, understanding evolves and you're living at higher levels of consciousness. So I think that's what is a beautiful place to be with these principles and Sidney Bank's teachings is that um, we can always understand more about our true nature, which brings us to a higher level of consciousness, which is, allows us to live in more love and understanding. And I think that's a beautiful, I think that's a beautiful way to look at our purpose in life, is our purpose in life is to find our true nature is to evolve our level of understanding. And again, you know, it's really without trying, you know. <laughs> it's out, it can't be with real effort because we cannot, we ourselves cannot change our level of consciousness. Now, I mean, we can listen to Sidney Banks, which I encourage everyone to listen to, because he writes and speaks at a level to awaken more within us. Um, Everyone else within the Three Principles community who are wonderful teachers and who teach from their own deep feeling of this understanding at times can sound like they're sharing concepts or ideas. Uh, But when Sid speaks, you really just hear something within you because you can't figure out what a lot of times what he's sharing, and that's the purpose of speaking at that level, to wake it up in you, not for you to try to intellectually get what he's sharing. So I covered some points with you about what Sidney Banks has always pointed us toward. In my 33 years of involvement in these three principles, and starting out, listening to Sidney Banks before he introduced to us the two principles, he had always talked with us about living at levels of consciousness, both in terms of accepting where we are now and being grateful for just what we see, but also the hope that we can always understand more about the nature of life and our true nature, so that we're living with others, we're living with ourselves with more understanding for other people in our lives and ourselves and more love. 
uh, and it moved it into an impersonal world rather than a personal world. And what I mean by that is it helped me move away from taking people's actions so personally, which I did almost 24-7 in my life, to seeing it in a more impersonal way. Like, uh, that's just their level of consciousness. People are just operating toward me from their level of consciousness. That kept me in the feeling of understanding and so I could be less reactive to people and talk more from uh, a, a, a feeling of being connected to them, of understanding and, and of love. Uh, and same toward myself, you know. I used to be just as critical toward myself and um, being able to understand levels of consciousness allowed me to just accept that I'm just doing all I can do at the level I am at this moment, at this very moment. Who knows what I will see in the next moment. And that's the hope of the fact that we are not wedded to our conditioning. We are not our conditioning at all. Our conditioning is just the innocence of what happens when we're born. And we can't help but catch on to the thinking of the community we live in, the family we live in, and our own thinking. But that's just a minuscule amount of knowledge about what we truly are. I mean, we have, as it said, infinite levels of understanding. Oh, my God, you know. So uh, so I'm so thankful that I'm, I'm not just wedded to... Um, the beliefs I were I was given, not to say that they were bad, because I, I was given some really beautiful thoughts to think, beautiful beliefs. But it's just to know that it's to know that those are just thoughts at a certain level of consciousness, and there is so much more to see. So you keep your eye on that. Well, I talked a lot here, um, and I wanted to because. I wanted to really help people see that, you know, um, we're looking at Sidney Banks' understanding, no one else's understanding. And he talked about levels of consciousness. Again, I just wanted to help you all get a feel for that the best way I could today with what I'm seeing today. Uh, Because I think there's some... um, Messages, uh, I'm not sure. I just heard it like third, third, what do they say? I just heard it like third, whatever, not first hand, third hand, uh, that saying that levels of consciousness don't exist. Well, let me say that if you looked around uh, in life uh, and you saw what you all may have seen in your listening to Sydney Banks or your attempts to understand the principles, I bet you're living life to some degree at a higher level of understanding than you did before. And that's just what levels of consciousness are talking about. You have the potential to live at that at a new level of understanding and at another level of understanding and, and onward. So anyhow, I'd like to check in with people. Um, again, we have a lot of people on the call. So I'm not going to be able to get to everyone. 
But again, I really want to encourage people to share it today. Uh, if you've heard other recordings, you've heard when people share that we learn a lot from that. And that's really the purpose of our teleseminars. Um, so you could ask a question about today. You can ask a question about the principles themselves. You can share what you're seeing. You could share uh, what you have seen about the principles. Uh, anything around the principles is welcome. To do that, you need to press star two on uh, your phone. So, um, so I'm opening it up. Anybody want to start us off? Um, you just press us. Uh, oh, we've got a couple of people. So uh, I'm going to start with number one here who is, uh, I'm opening you up. It's Chris. Hi, Chris. Oh, hey, Mark. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Good. Glad to hear you back. I know. I'm happy to be back and uh, looking to get regular meetings through the rest of the year. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, just, I just wanted to share today kind of a great topic today and um, how that kind of just translates uh, it just in my own life. Um, knowing that I kind of have an understanding, like you, you mentioned, having that understanding of different levels of consciousness and how our thoughts kind of create a reality. But for me, like last week was a good example of that where, you know, had a really trying week at work, a lot of fire drills, you know, a lot of pressure, things going wrong, not as they seemed. And as I was going through it, you know, you get that panicky kind of feeling, your thoughts are racing and you're thinking it's just not going to get done and things of that nature. But, it, you know, it was comforting for me to know that during it, I, I kind of knew that it was temporary, uh, that that I would settle down to more of a, a kind of a contented baseline. And as you're going through it, it may not seem that way, but that was good for me to know because then uh, it doesn't spiral out of control, uh, the rumination, things of that nature where it can get a lot worse and you make it worse by yourself. So I think having that understanding has always benefited me, but those are kind of acute examples like that where – um, after it occurs, you know, like this week, I look back and say, you know, it has settled down as opposed to kind mm -hmm. of it's staying at that level where it's just heightened and it's now impacting more than just that acute, you know, week time frame or whatever it may be. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you so much, Chris. And um, uh, that, was, uh, that really was a nice point. And I, I wanted to share a little bit about what Chris says and then Catherine and David, uh, I'll open it up for, for you both next. But uh, what I wanted to share, you could see, first of all, I wanted to point out, that's Chris's insight. You see, what Chris shared with us was his rise in his level of understanding. Um, and that's what he spoke from. But he brought up something that is, like, so true for me, too, um, when you've had an insight or you rose to a higher level of understanding, for example, the nature of thought, it's comforting in those troubling times. Somehow, the troubling times look different. And like, uh, and I think that was a beautiful way of saying it, that it's comforting. Again, you can't, uh, like we were mentioning, as I was mentioning to you, we can't avoid uh, getting troubled or getting panicky, as Chris was talking about. 
But somehow um, the level you rose to with your insight is like a, bull, a buoy or whatever, you know, keeps you buoyant. I guess that's what I wanted to share. Even though you're distressed. And that's a different way to experience yourself during a period of rush or urgency, which exists in life. It can happen. That can be a lot of demand on you. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And again, again, when he was able to come back and live at a little higher level than panicky, it didn't, that panickiness didn't exist any longer. Uh, so now he's settled or we're settled. And so that's gone. It isn't like, uh, you know, how people hold grudges or resentments. I mean, once you're over getting irritated with someone and your level of understanding rises, that's gone. It doesn't really exist anymore. And that's the other beauty. So um, I'm just talking quickly about what people are sharing so I can get to two other people. But, Chris, thank you for that. And I want everybody to see that that came from him. And that's what's available to everyone. Thanks, Chris. So I'm going to move on to Catherine. Uh, Catherine, I opened you up. You can go ahead and speak to us. Catherine? I wonder if you, did you lose the connection? We can't hear you. I hope I didn't lose the connection. Catherine, I'll put you back on hold and then I'll come back to you. And I'll go to uh, David here. We have a David. Someone yes, from Santa yes, Rosa. Hi. Yes. Well, David. Yes, yes. 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 Hi. How are you? Hi, David. I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you. Can you hear me clearly? Yes. So I've got a, a question, sort of. Um, you've mentioned love and you've mentioned fear uh, in your in your comments today, and um, I'm just wondering, in terms of energy, if uh, love and fear are really different sides of the same coin, so to speak. Um, uh, let's see. I don't see it that way, David, because, um, again, you know, the, the spiritual energy uh, uh, that is mine manifests through thought. And the thought we have comes to us and uh, at different levels of consciousness. So I think fear resides at a more uh, learned level of consciousness. It's more personal. It's more a personal level to be afraid of life um, or to be worried about life. But as you gain more understanding of the spiritual knowledge, it always moves you toward uh, love and understanding and the understanding is really there's nothing there's nothing to fear so at a lower level of consciousness fear exists because somehow see the manifestation of this energy is neutral it doesn't have fear in it so and neither does thought or consciousness have fear in it we have to uh, learn to you know, use these principles in a way that we create a fearful experience for ourselves. Um, so at 
higher levels of consciousness, that doesn't exist. So it isn't, see, to me, both two sides of the same coin would mean that you're at the same level of understanding. But truly, your true, your true nature is pure love and understanding. Fear doesn't exist there. Um, so to me, we learn to get fearful, angry, upset, excited, and so forth. Um, uh, the energy of mind is not fear or anything that we can create. It's pure, pure love. And I'm not talking about our own personal thinking of love. I'm talking about a space uh, in which we just feel pure essence, uh, this pure, beautiful feeling in which we have no thinking about ourselves. So, um, so I, I would, so David, I hope that helped because uh, I don't, I don't want to be thinking that that fear is something that manifests within the spiritual energy. Um, the what Sid has always described as the spiritual energy we are a part of always is love and understanding. Yes, yes. Um, Mark, thank you for that. Thank you, yes. Oh, good. Oh, good. Thank you, David. And yeah. thanks for that question. I'm glad you participated. And again, you know, um, again, what's helpful here is to continue to just uh, listen to or read Sydney Banks. It, it wakes that up. Um, uh, so, Catherine, let me come back to you, and hopefully we can hear you. Okay. Can you hear me now? Oh, great. Yes, I can hear oh. you now. <laughs> Thank you. It's like a commercial. <laughs> so, <laughs> I kept trying to unmute myself, and it kept muting me, so that didn't work. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I, <laughs> It helps if I control that. <laughs> so... So I'm seeing a little more that um, the three principles work together, and and that's um, kind of exciting. And so my question really is, well, it's about that. It's about a question about sort of consciousness and thought working together, perhaps. And it's also a question that's sort of asking for a distinction. So here's what I've noticed. So you know we um, you know we say that uh, our thoughts are our emotions are, are uh, our experience of our emotions are created by our thinking, which which makes sense, right? Um, and then recently, I was listening to a recording um, by Linda Pransky, um, and she said something about when she was listening to Sydney uh, to Sid, she really kind of got a sense of um, she really felt his energy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I understand that too because I. I've only very recently been um, kind of into the three principles, and I felt very much called to your website, and I joined the Missing Link Book Club without even having read the book and without even having a copy of the book. But I felt I, I, I felt very called to that. So the question really is about, the, it seems like there's a kind of a perception of energy that um, it almost seems like it's the outside in. But then we talk about everything being inside out. So I think I'm a little confused. But 
am I right in understanding that consciousness is is kind of a um, it's a mode of perception as well, right? Well, you you covered a few things that I would just like to speak to there, Catherine. Thank you so much for sharing that. And um, it is kind of a calling. I think you know it's hard to put into words uh, sometimes uh, the the feeling we get when we hear someone speaking from the certainty of the truth of something spiritual and sometimes it's kind of like knowing you know this is true you just know it mm-hmm. and you can get that from hearing somebody who's speaking pure kind of spiritual truth um, so I want to tell you Sid's way of talking about feelings to kind of get back to the principles mm-hmm. and um I think it's really a beautiful way of sharing it because I think the meaning of it has gotten a bit lost. And I'll tell you why. Um, So Sid was talking about the principles to us uh, one day. There was a group of about 10 of us. And somebody asked him, I forgot who it was, well, well, then what are feelings? What are emotions? And Sid kind of listened to that because he was talking to us mainly about thought. And he said, feelings are a reflection of thought. Not thinking, but thought. And so this was like 1988. So I've been reflecting on that ever since. And here's, what, here's what's helped me, is that um, uh, feelings are just, a, are not anything but what is like a fallout from the operation of the principles. The principles are just formless, so they don't really even think about feelings. So again, mind is this spiritual energy that manifests through us, that brings us physical form. Thought allows us to create from this energy an experience of life moment to moment so we know the life we were brought into. Consciousness allows us to become aware of it so we have a full experience of our life. Now, feelings, such and same with bodily chemistry, are a fallout to that creation. They're a fallout, um, meaning they just, occur as a result of whatever we've created. If we've created fear, if we've created injustice, if we've created uh, joy, uh, whatever the experience, feelings are a result of that. Now, now, uh, where it gets confusing is when you start to talk about thinking. Because thinking is a result of the principles. Thinking is not the principle of thought. The principle of thought is formless energy that is that allows creation. Simple as that. And thinking, again, could be said as the result of thought. So, I know I'm thinking and I take care of my thinking, but I myself, I'm always looking to understand more about the spiritual nature of thought. I don't really care so much about thinking. 
So when we start talking about we feel our thinking, I don't think that's the pure spirit of what Sid said to us. I don't I didn't I don't get the feeling of we feel our thinking like I did when Sid said uh feelings are just the reflection of thought. There's a deeper spiritual feeling to that for me. And I think this is really important and I'm so happy you brought it up, Catherine, because I, you want to find this for yourself, but you want to look to deepening your knowing of the spiritual nature of principles, not in uh, understanding we feel our thinking. Now, one more thing here. I know I'm talking a lot about this, but it's really important. <laughs> you know, really take this seriously. I'm just joking. Uh, in the Enlightened Gardener, I think it's the first chapter or two. I can't. I I don't know because I've been. I read that so many times, and then I saw this just the, just a couple of months ago. So I, I can't tell you where exactly. But again, you know, in the Enlightened Gardener, Sid in a story is talking about this understanding, and there's this enlightened gardener that four psychologists meet, and they ask him questions. And again, in this paragraph, they ask him, what are emotions? And again, here's the simplicity of the principles. Sid said, emotions are created via thought and brought to awareness by consciousness. Mm -hmm. And you just want to sit with that. Mm -hmm. The minute you go to thinking, we are now... Um, into the form, and we are away of the. We are, uh, we are uh, uh, away from reflecting on the formless. Feelings, emotions yeah. are simply created via thought, and brought to awareness by consciousness. Now, that's where you want to reflect. You want to reflect on seeing how the simplicity of that spiritual energy and the neutrality of it. It is not caring what you come up with. It just gives you the power to come up with something. If you get out to we feel our thinking and you keep looking at that with yourself, you're away from that. You're into form. In my years, uh, and this is just me. I'm not seeing any, I'm really not seeing anything against anybody. I want you all that are on the call to think in the direction of the principles, not in the direction of ideas. That's all I'm doing right now. Now, in my teaching the principles, I don't know how often, how many times I've never used we feel our thinking. I've never used it. Other people do. Um, so the reason I'm bringing that up is because that's somebody's ideas. It's a way to help people see something. But the truth is to say, oh, that helped me, yet I've got to look deeper to the spiritual nature of these principles. If you stay with, hey, uh, it occurred to me that we feel our thinking. 
whatever we're thinking, we feel. Well, that's true. But where's the power of that coming from? Where are we getting the the, the ability to create these kinds of things? So I hope that was helpful. So, again, you want to move back to all of I'm just talking about every, with everyone that thought is simply you know, Sid calls it the missing link. It's, see, you've got um, this formless energy, spiritual energy, that has created the physical. It's created you. It's, uh, it's creating energy, allowing you to live moment to moment. And there's an intelligence behind this. But if you were just energy, you wouldn't know life. So thought allows that to happen. It gives you the ability to create something which we call form. That's just a word we're using. Uh, Sid calls it form, so we use that word, which is your experience of the moment. And then consciousness allows you to really know it, to be aware of it, to be aware of your creation. Um and that's what you, you, you're given as Sid says gifts to live your life, to know it, and to have the capacity in life to know more, to see more of what's really there. Um, and we all come up with our own ideas. Uh, Chris had a beautiful idea that he shared with us. Uh, Catherine, you had a beautiful idea of what you're getting to know more. And that's our own our own way of doing it, our own way of saying it. But again, you know, if you're sharing with people, you want to make sure they know that this is your own way. But what you want people to really do is get their own feel for the fact that we're talking about formless principles. Um, so I hope that was helpful. And uh, I know you, uh, you know, I... I know um, I kind of took that on and I may have gone in a little bit more of a different direction than what you were sharing, Catherine, but um, you really brought up some very important points that I wanted to help clarify and I hope I, hope I did. And um, again, you know, I think The Enlightened Gardener is a good book to um, read that really speaks to um, when the gardener speaks to the psychologist you can see that it's really staying to the spiritual nature of the principles. And the psychologists in the story are trying to get it over into form. And you can see that the gardener's keeping it within the, uh, you know, the, the spiritual nature of the principle. Now, again, that's my idea of it. You, but I just want you to keep yourself pointed toward um, the true nature of the principles, even though you can't intellectually understand them, so that when you point yourself in that direction, you'll get insights. So, anyhow, anyway, anybody else? We've got a couple of minutes left. Anybody else want to share anything? Just press uh, star two on your phone.
Well, I am so happy to be back with the teleseminars. Oh, this was so beautiful. And um, I hope this made sense and, and was helpful and clarified uh, some points about the principles in Sydney Banks' teachings. So what will happen is uh, you, all of you uh, will receive uh, an, an, an email in the next few days with the recording for today. And again, three ways to listen to it. And, um, and uh, also when you connect to either iTunes or SoundCloud or my own website, you get to hear all of the other um, recordings of the teleseminars that are there. I want to thank you so much for joining us and some of the new people who are here. Uh, you're so welcome to be here, and I'm happy that you found the time to join us. Uh, thanks to Chris, David, and Catherine for sharing. Really good to hear from you. Anyhow, have a good month, and we'll be back in July. All right, everyone, take care, and nice having you here, and um, we'll talk soon. Bye. The conference is now completed. Goodbye.